This show is not a financial advice. Bitcoin and shitcoins involve risk. Consult the professional before investing. Information shared on this podcast is purely for entertainment purposes only. The host of this show does not necessarily share the views of his guests. Today, you will get to witness the best episode yet this podcast has produced. That is with MVDEX, MADEX Forever. Today we sit down to talk about Bitcoin art and culture, things that matter for you, for the Bitcoiners who are consuming art and culture. It's not just about the art we're going to be talking about, but the gun laws currently changing in Canada and those things that affect people today. So sit back and enjoy the show. But before we proceed, let's listen to this show's sponsors. Our first sponsor is BTC Pins. Holy moly! Look at that! You will find pins, stickers, apparel, and other items on btcpins.com. Let's look at these things. What's this? Here's a honey badger pin. Why the hell I didn't get this thing? Oh my god, this looks absolutely fabulous! Let's look at other stuff he got. Pins here, stickers, grenades. I hope that doesn't come with explosives. Oh yeah, swamp bitcoin pins. Yeah, stickers. You can slap it all over you want. In a house, toilet. Or wherever else you want to stick it up your... I, I don't... I, probably not a good idea to do it over there, but, um... Yeah, maybe you can buy some really upset, unsecured clothing that says massive thing out there to make obvious that you hold a lot of Bitcoin. I don't really recommend doing that, but anyway, you know what's good for yourself, so why not get yourself some really cool stuff? Look at BDCPins.com and get their merch today. Our next sponsor, Shamari.com. Shamari is a cool Bitcoin card game. It's a bit of an education about how Bitcoin functions and what those things are inside it. It's a really, really inventive card game that I really, really like. I'm not entirely sure what the package contains, but I'm pretty sure it contains one pack of cards, some stickers, and some material on how to play the game. Or you can just go on their website and check out the video on how to play their game. So what are you waiting for? Check out Shamari.com and get a nice card game for you and your family or your kids or whoever else. So what are you waiting for? Get on Shamari.com and buy a package today. My next sponsor is Seth's Ledger. Seth's Ledger really put back the importance of saving back into parental education. Even in today's America, when a parent tries to open a bank account for his children, they are faced with the impossibility of being unable to open an account. Impossibility of teaching his children how to save money in the real system. Because the real system turns him away and charges extortionate fees for small amounts of savings on savings accounts or checking accounts. How do you teach your kids what is possible if the banking system closes you out of fun and teaching your children? Seth Ledger helps you to teach your children at the early age of how to be financially responsible. And this is really, really important. Not many children learn why it is important to save money or how to treat money. Lots of people receive no education in their early childhood about money, the importance of money. This is why you should consider buying Seth's Ledger for your children, to educate them and prepare them for the future. It comes with really amazing stickers too. I really, really think Seth Ledger is a very, very good tool to educating children and preparing them for the future. So what are you waiting for? Get on SethsLedger.com and buy your children a pack of ledgers.
only on SethLedger.com. So we're live. Cool. Well, welcome to my show. Welcome to the Bitcoin Rehab Show. It's, Thank you very a, much for having me. Yeah, it's it's a, quite a pleasure to have you finally on my show. I'm really excited to talk with you finally. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into it. So, you. So I think it's it's a lot better if you you talk about yourself since you're the guest. <laughs> so uh, tell 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 us. <laughs> tell, <laughs> Tell, tell the dear listeners about your rabbit hole story. How did you get into Bitcoin? Uh, well, Bitcoin started with libertarianism, as I sure it did for many other Bitcoiners. Um, and uh, for me, it was in 2013. I moved to Kelowna to go to a technical school, uh, which is a province over from my home city. And my roommate there at the time was a total awesome conspiracy conspiracy theorist master and um we just got into all sorts of discussions and uh he kind of was the first person that really taught me that everything you learned in school was bullshit and uh that obviously eventually led to bitcoin and uh i think the first time that i seriously looked at bitcoin was immediately after the mount gox collapse um so the whole kind of story was wow, everybody just got fucked because it was a thousand bucks and uh, or whatever it was. And then I think when we were looking at it, it dropped all the way down to about $70 or so. And uh, that was kind of a pretty volatile time for Bitcoin. Um, didn't really take it too seriously. Was interested in it, but um, more interested in women and uh, adventuring around. It was the first time I was kind of <laughs> living in a new city. So I had uh, I had a be, before that I had been working um, in on seismic lines in the oil patch in northern Alberta, northern Manitoba, and northern BC, and I had a bunch of money saved up to go through school. And my friend was trying to get me to put it all in on Bitcoin, and I kind of looked at it like, well, I could put all this money into Bitcoin and lose it, or I could not get a job and just live like a rock star in school for two years. So took that route. Um, and then the at last the end of one. school, I was... <laughs> whoops. What was that? Uh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Fuck. But, you know, it was good. I always say that if I had actually bought Bitcoin then, um, you know, I had about 35, 40,000 Canadian dollars saved up. And... Uh, that would make me very rich today, and I'd probably 
wouldn't be talking to you. It'd probably be a heroin addict or, or worse. Um, so, you know, it took uh, a lot of growing up to be able to handle wealth and yeah. glad I had that experience instead of just getting super rich overnight. Cause I would have been, I'm already a pretty insufferable prick, but it would have been way worse, way, way worse. And, uh, yeah, so I'm grateful for that. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, pretty much how it got going. And then at the end of my technical school stuff, I was, I wanted to build this application for banks. Um, so I started kind of getting into the fintech world and then, uh, rodeoing around in the fintech world eventually brought me back to Bitcoin. Um, started working with some friends trying to pull together a kind of venture company or angel fund and went just caught Bitcoin, I guess, again, at the right time, obviously not as good as the $70 coin range, but you know, <laughs> a thousand bucks coin, which was pretty good. And uh, then we kind of rode, rode the wave through all that madness with shit coins and all that crazy stuff going on. And then uh, here we are now, I'm a maximalist and I don't fuck with anything else ever. That's cool. That's the real story of a maximalist. Yeah. Everybody has like diverse... Uh paths they went through it's quite interesting to listen to these stories yeah like none of none of, yeah none of them are are the same and yeah. um it's pretty interesting because like everything is tied to cash so it doesn't matter what you're involved in at some point you're going to look for a, a good cash <laughs> and uh yeah very grateful that bitcoin was made and it exists and we use it and... yeah like everything revolves around money and it's so intertwined into our world that we can barely see it, how it destroys it. And and the power the Federal Reserve have over our lives, it's just tremendous. Yeah, it, it's astounding. I And the hardest part, I think, for people who are not Bitcoinish to, to really grasp is the what money is in the first place. Um, you know, you start talking about central banks and 99% of the people's eyeballs glaze over. They but, don't even uh, know what you're talking about, basically. They, they, like, they don't even they know, are... yeah. They don't even know the central banks exist, and then you start telling them that they're time thieves stealing the value we've produced, the value <laughs> your family produced, your money's being obliterated, the time you spend is worthless, it's being raped and pillaged by these horrible bastards at the BIS, <laughs> and then uh, they kind of never call you back or ask you on a second date. They're like, they just away in a different world, separate from ours. <laughs> I saw this great tweet from, the, uh, there's this shit coiner that, who's got a pretty good feed, uh, Charles or whatever. But anyway, he's like, uh, having $3,000 in Bitcoin isn't a personality and the girl at the bar definitely doesn't want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I've told way too many people who didn't want to hear about bitcoin at the bar about it so i've kind of changed now i don't really tell people about it yeah just I'll, I'll yeah. if they really want to know they can they, they can come talk very to interesting them. like you know have the cultural signs on it maybe even though it's quite an upset problem these days like last time yeah. i was in my city and i was walking around and actually in the bull bitcoin hat and i had two guys actually looking back at me like three times yeah, well, it's, yeah, I guess, uh, it's, is it dangerous where you live? It's not really dangerous in sense, so there's not really high crime, but at night it's, it's considered to be dangerous. But not in a sense that it is dangerous, it's more like in the level that Prague is, what I would consider it. 
So like there is lots oh, of thieves okay. at yeah. night, probably. Now, that's my, I mean, it's not as dangerous as Bulgaria, Romania is, or Ukraine. It's like it's just as normal as in Poland or some, somewhere in Slovakia, for, for example. Yeah. And I mean, most of these places are only dangerous if you're looking for trouble. Yeah. So, well, that's good. I'm glad uh, you don't have to live in fear every day. Yeah, <laughs> live in fear, especially these days. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> well, we're we're working on a bunch of stuff. Well, I'm working on a bunch of stuff for this. Uh, put out a bunch of OPSEC Bitcoin gear and merch cool. and um, kind of codexes and cool stuff. I kind of I had this. Uh, I was out in the mountains with Francis uh, maybe a month or so ago, kind of at the end of summer, and had this realization that. The message of Bitcoin is too simple. And I think that's why a lot of people don't take it seriously because they don't believe that it's it's that simple. And um, so now with kind of some of the coming work, I'm trying to bury its simplicity in code and uh, to make it seem much more complex it is and hopefully inspire some curiosity because you start looking at Bitcoin and it's like, well, it's simple. And you're like, no. And then you go down this whole rabbit hole of learning all this stuff. And then by the time you learn it all, it is really simple. It's just money that works. <laughs> and uh, I hope we can suck a lot more people into it by avoiding telling them how simple yeah. it is and being like, oh, no, this is way, this is pretty complicated stuff. You would never understand it. The simplicity so, fixes the world. Yeah. So, but. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you go ahead. I was curious, curious what you were saying. Well, I'm just kind of freestyling it. I have yeah, sure. Been on okay. Podcast before, so this is pretty. Uh... <laughs> Your first time. Yeah, I always catch this, the first this time. Is the first time for me. You're getting the fucking cherry pop. Oh yeah, man, that's amazing. All right, so yeah, I just wanted to move on with the topic. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, how how do you got into art? Because I know you you are also an artist, and I really like your style. Always, always like these abstract forms of art, and yours have quite a characteristic, I mean, quite a special character behind it. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I've been involved, like, making art since I was very young. Um, my parents were very supportive of doing that, so I'd get, like, pencils for Christmas. Some people got socks, I would get pencils. And... Uh, yeah, so I've been doing it all my life, and then, you know, I was very good in art classes in school and all that kind of stuff, but also very bored because they'd make you do these ridiculous projects. But uh, I took, I started taking art seriously when I moved to around the time I discovered Bitcoin um, when I moved to New City to go to school, and uh, I wanted to build a business um and somewhere i read that you should start with your strengths so i looked at all my strengths and i'm like well i'm the best at art so i went to the dollar store and i bought a bunch of those big poster paper sheets and uh, some sharpies and i just started drawing really really horrible stuff like just bad art like i was really bad and uh then i would convince my friends to buy these from me which was great and uh <laughs> Then I started going down to the beaches and like with a roll of, of uh, art, like just these drawings from the dollar store and kind of hustle them off. And, and then, you know, I started making some clothes and doing all that. And then I was just trying to find like a good brand. All these guys got these great brands and 
took kind of forever to find one. And then, so I had all sorts of previous names. I was like Vessel Collective. And then I was this DeLorean company. And then I eventually became Made X Forever. And I was using that for a long time. And then uh, the the X actually wasn't even a part of the name. It was, it was Made Forever was the concept of the art. And, but everyone would say when they were talking about me or whatever, they would say, oh, like Made, Made X. And then that kind of eventually became what people would just say instead of made X forever. They would just say made X. And then um, in 2020, I swapped it over. So it's just full made. Does this have anything to do with and, Burning Man? Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, I've stickered the shit out of Burning Man a couple of <laughs> years. It's got my whole history of weird stuff I tried to make. <laughs> That's cool. But what did, what did you ask me about Burning Man? You cut out. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, was was this really tied to Burning Man? You know, was your artistic identity kind of being formed by it? Uh, no, like, not really. Like, Burning Man just was a place that I wanted to go when uh -huh. I saw that it existed and was real. Um, and I got really lucky. My um, roommate I was living with at the time, um, there was another festival in Canada, and they were getting ready to go to it, and they wanted me to go, and I was kind of skeptical about going. But was like, okay, well, whatever, um, take the chance. So I went with them, had a great time. And then when we got back, we were like cleaning up and packing up our stuff. And then one, and one evening they were looking uh, through photos of Burning Man. And I came into my friend's room, him, him and his girlfriend, and like, what the hell are you guys looking at? And they're like, this is where we're going in three days. This is the, the other festival we were telling you about. And I was like, holy shit, you didn't tell me it was like this. Because the one we had went to was just like a bunch of fucking Wookiees in the forest, you know, <laughs> ridiculous, but very mossy people. But this one looked pretty sweet because right away I recognized the the engineering side of it. Um, so that's what Burning mm -hmm. Man is primarily. What excites me about Burning Man is is meeting um, engineers really cool. who build these just completely. Yeah incredible things and then it has of course the total sludge aspect to it as well which is you know like guys walking around with their cocks out and other weird shit like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i looked really yeah, deep like, into that yeah. whole thing it's quite interesting yeah. artistically also and like the whole community as aspect of it and then being yourself yeah definitely yeah. something that acts like a magnet for some people yeah. Well, what's pretty funny about it is the whole thing is supposed to be this, uh, right? It's, it's a lot of people think it's a barter system, but it's not a barter system. You literally just gift all your shit away. <laughs> 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 so the shit's got to come from somewhere, right? So it's kind of, it's kind of hilarious because, <laughs> you know, people who are not as versed as I guess we are is paying attention to things like the economy or how things work, yeah. go there and they're like, oh my God, it's so amazing. Everyone just lives happily and and shares all their stuff and it's a total utopia but meanwhile on the back end there's like hundreds of millions of dollars being pumped in by private individuals that you know support the uh gifting nature of the whole thing yeah uh so it's pretty interesting i guess uh experiment in that way it shows you that if you get enough rich people together you can create the illusion of a utopia <laughs> <laughs> all right how do you get involved with uh, Bull Bitcoin? So Bull, um, well, I got involved through Bitcoin Brains. Um, so for a project I was working on, uh, we were 
I was selling Bitcoin at the time, um, and that's his business. He he runs the runs a very solid brokerage for Western Canada, and uh, we just started meeting fairly often. And then through meeting, we became friends. and And uh, he's definitely the primary character I owe my maximalism to. Um, and uh, yeah, we became good friends. And then when he decided to, him and Francis got together and they announced their collaboration for Bull Bitcoin. Uh, it was just at the right place at the right time and mm-hmm. made cool shit. And we decided that uh, part of Bull Bitcoin would be making cool shit. So went to work on doing that. And um, I'm very grateful Francis and I had had the opportunity through that to also become extremely good friends. And, uh, you know, I Bitcoiners are just great great people to have in your have in your life yeah um yeah so that's kind of right place right time and i'm very grateful to have been part of such a successful company in in uh and still part of in uh canada and um kind of really feels like we're paving away a lot with you know this maximalism stuff pushed it pretty hard and into the market and now we look around and all these other brokerages they are also maximalists all of a sudden but uh, pretty much just the original, you know. Yeah, it's really cool. What was your first Bitcoin art? Uh, so the first serious Bitcoin art piece I made for an event that Bitcoin Brains and uh, a group of blockchain style people put together um, in one of the northern cities here. And that was also the merch launch for when we launched uh outlet and all the original um shirts and hats and kind of things like that and uh, i had a couple boards that i'd been working on that were kind of politically themed mostly anti-communist and uh, i just started at working in some of the bitcoin features and then created the first piece i'm really bad with the naming of my art i don't know what the fuck i called it but <laughs> it's uh it's on the website you can see it so, yeah. somewhere I guess I can look it up right now and tell you what it is. But yeah, that was the first piece. And it's got a bunch of cool stuff in it. It's um, there's, there's money in it. There's fake money in it. There's printed money in it. Um, there's a bunch of uh, stuff that alluding to like social media, destroying people's lives buried in it. A lot of, a lot of hidden stuff. That That's kind of what I like to focus in on with, with my artwork is burying as much cool stuff in there as possible. Loading I, I, imagine, the content. I, I hope one day they x-ray them and see all the crazy shit that's in there. <laughs> all, all the content, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty yeah. amazing. All the so little they're, details they're built, you can put into it. Yeah, they're built layer by layer by layer. So like they, they're kind of, I like to say they're grown. They're not, I don't sit down and make a piece of art from front to back. Like right now, even talking to you, I'm looking at like 50 unfinished pieces. <laughs> so they just kind of lay around and then I'll like, uh, you know, adapt they let it grow. Yeah, they they grow. You let it water a bit, and then yeah, and then eventually they're good enough to like, okay, I can just you know slap Safedine's face on this, and it's gonna be a hit record. So that's what I'm looking at right <laughs> because that yeah, well that was the basis. A lot of the original ones were were these hot chicks, right? So that that's, yeah. that's what happens when you grow up, right? You start you, you stop making portraits of hot chicks, and you start making portraits of economists. <laughs> 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 I do both still, but you know, I never thought I'd be I'd be making portraits of 
Carnivus. <laughs> Put me to someone up there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be quite epic, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any future plans for for the whole clothing line? You you already mentioned a few stuff about the out more up sex safe stuff. You wanna you wanna tell a bit more about it? Yeah. Um. Well, so like the goal for Madex is I'm I'm trying to build, eventually, you know, a five year plan. You know, that's one thing communism was bad <laughs> for is the five year plans. But uh, to build Madex into a designer brand, um, like Saint Laurent, but I guess more closer to kind of Supreme or or Dime, because that's mm-hmm. s- you know skateboard culture, not uh, very old fashion houses. But um, yeah, I, I just want to make the coolest, most great, most fantastic stuff I can, and uh, I want to encompass that under like put it all under Madex's brand and. Hope that that does well. So coming projects, I got a whole massive amount of artwork coming, um, which is awesome. And clothing-wise, a bunch of OPSEC Bitcoin stuff. Um, so things that are just like little bits of the white paper that are kind of written out. And um, so it doesn't say Bitcoin, but if you know the white paper, um, which, by the way, I swear half of Bitcoiners haven't read the white paper. But anyway, if you know the fucking white paper, then you can recognize that it, it's uh, Bitcoin merch. Um, some other things from the Genesis block. There, there's a lot of great – man, the Genesis block is probably one of the most visually beautiful things I think that exists. It is. In. I look at it and I see the – you know, like when they go into the, the pyramids and they – these guys were doing some weird shit. That's what the Genesis block is. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's gorgeous. But yeah, anyway, so a bunch of uh, kind of like I was saying, like Bitcoin is to I, I believe it's too simple and like people will reject it because of the simplicity. They think, it, you know, there's a classic saying that's like if it's too good to be true, it is. And I think Bitcoin is the first thing probably ever that is too good to be true. But also, you know, it's fucking true. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So make people kind of work to figure out that like something they're looking at is Bitcoin. So we're going to put that into clothes. I'm going to keep making rare stuff, um, you know, like epic hammers and saws and oyster knives. And we got some guns that we're, we're lasering up and making them into some pretty cool totems. I'm doing a lot of custom work for for uh, people who want whatever they want um and uh yeah just trying to get the brand on a bunch of stuff and also the the message of bitcoin broadcasted as loudly as possible as loud as possible what do you think about um do you think there's a bitcoin culture what's your view on it uh well yeah i get like yes like there is there has to be because you know we got to uh we got to make this happen somehow. So I don't know if culture is the right word, but um, we're a team for sure. Everyone, even the enemies in Bitcoin, there's some fucking idiots out there who got a lot of coins and got a lot of weird ideas, but you know, it's family in a way it's, we, we, we all, we all want Bitcoin to succeed, uh, whatever, whatever that looks like. But um, so, yeah, I think that, I mean, when somebody's a, a Bitcoiner, you kind of hope that they also have maybe read a book once or twice in their life or, you know, have paid attention to how things work before. 
that's kind of that's a commonality I find it between all Bitcoiners is that and the ones who you know who are actually know what's going on said we are thinking about the same things we're worried about the same problems we're trying to solve the same problems and we understand the same things which it would which is massive because if somebody says they're a bitcoiner then the next thing you say is like oh goddamn bis and then they're you know next thing you know you can have a conversation for four to five hours and everyone else at the party wonders if you're gay but you know <laughs> it's worth it's worth it spread the fucking message <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah that's why i think i don't know i think it's uh we got a pretty good brand and it's great that when you when you get into bitcoin you have to understand everything about how the world works to understand why bitcoin matters and like you know the computing part i think is the like to understand programming is the easiest part again um but then why the why is the hard part and you know that's what i'm extremely passionate about and a lot of my other bitcoiner friends are mm-hmm. obviously extremely passionate about and that's where it's kind of the basis to everything we do is how do we defeat the fiat time thieves the fiaters i wrote a great thing for urban dictionary um but i don't know if they'll i don't know exactly how is my first urban dictionary um post up i don't know how it actually works if they uh they like read your stuff because it was pretty it's pretty brutal but uh for the word fiatter uh save dean had a great tweet the other day saying let's uh let's make it a swear word or whatever i think he was replying to somebody but um that works this is swear that, i think the, the fiaters are are who who we are battling at all times here let me just find this thing um, yeah, so this was my definition of a, a fiatter, and I think this is what unites all Bitcoiners, I hope. Fiatter, a sludge for brains, dip back, boot licking clown whose entire concept of anything revolves around the tyrannical devaluation of currency via the burr sound of central bank money printers, typically in the form of a bureaucrat slave or slave master. A time thief, leeching, sucking, consuming the means and well-being of hardworking men around the globe. Poisonous, parasitic filth, wriggling, thriving in this disgusting vomit and other sick spew of its own duplicates while raping and pillaging the efforts of anyone who produces value. A key characteristic of soulless communists, altruists, Keynesians, and other mentally repulsive beings. The fiatter, if left to survive, will inevitably destroy its host and consume itself to the last blackened drop. Deeply disturbing to the livelihood of all free and independent beings. Pure evil. Keep it away at all costs or risk losing everything. Amen. Amen. And hey, we, you know, like, we're going to battle each other all as Bitcoiners, but at least we fucking hate the fiat. We got a common enemy, you know? For now, we got a common enemy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Beautifully said. <laughs> so, how do you view Bitcoin art in this space? I bet you you do view and consume them also. Yeah, I like. I well, I mean, if anybody out there knows some fucking really good Bitcoin art, please, for the love of God, send it to me at Spacebowl on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I just haven't seen anything impressive. I feel like a a lot of Bitcoin art is people who don't fucking know anything about Bitcoin that are artists that like think they have an opportunity to sell garbage. I think that's most of the art world. I don't know. But uh-huh. uh, there are some, like I have some, you know, 
some people that I like quite a lot. Um, I see. Want to name some people? Sure. Why not? Uh, I don't want to. I'm going to fuck up this guy's name. Lucio Paletti or something. What, Lucio Paletti. Oh, yeah. Lucio yeah, Paletti. Lucio. Yeah. He, he's a good guy. He's got some cool stuff. I think I think his best stuff. I mean, the mask, obviously. Where's what? He, he just sent me a sticker pack. It's, it's got some great stuff in it. Cool. So he's he's doing some pretty cool stuff. Um, I really like that kind of propaganda look to anything. And, um, you know, I'm not like I'm a I'm a designer. I'm not really an artist. So when I see these things that are just really well done in Photoshop, it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, Crypto Graffiti obviously is a legend. I think I think he I, as far as everyone I know, I think he's the best in, in the space. Um, and then the other guy is the guy who does those huge murals. I should really know these guys' names off my heart. You know what I'm talking about? The guy with the big murals. Pascal Boyard? Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. His murals are amazing. I mean, that guy's a r actual, that guy's a real artist. Yeah. Um, you know, like crypto graffiti, he, he's clever. And, uh, you know, his stuff is definitely art. But, um, you know, and this Lucio guy is great with the graphics and whatnot. But this other guy, he he's definitely an artist. I mean, you can't just walk up to a wall and spray paint a mural without being extremely fucking talented. <laughs> and the fact that he is inspired to do it for Bitcoin is, is wonderful. And uh, yeah, you know, if anybody, please, if like, I would just love to see, I, I fantasize about so much awesome stuff. And then what makes it even more awesome is that it's somehow related to Bitcoin. But um, I guess we're kind of in the underground. It's kind of hard. Yeah. It's hard to find all the. It's hard to find these things. So I'm grateful. You know, I, I'm glad people like some of my stuff. I mean, some of it's better than than others. But uh, the stuff that I have made that's very good, I'm happy with. And um, yeah, I would love for there to just be an overflowing avalanche of awesome Bitcoin stuff. What I'm most specifically interested in for like future plans um, is statues. Or giant, just giant permanent installations in honor of Satoshi. Cool. Um, and even just Bitcoin. What Very excited about things like that. Ah. Uh, what What do you think about Citadel Twenty One? Well, I have it. I just finally got the copy, <laughs> in. so I'm like you. I got it. Took a while. Which but, one? Uh, well, I I think it came in, but I don't know even. I'd have to, I get, you can cut, I'll just go grab it. It's going to take me a second. Yeah, don't worry. Okay. Well, anyway, I just got one in, so I'm going to read it. Um, what makes me most excited about reading it though, is that I know that every word of it is of value um, because, you know, everyone who came together to make that really gave a fuck. And I, I really appreciate um, watching, viewing, participating in just, anything with people who actually really care um so I'm, I'm excited about that because you know if you anything else you read there's some sort of you don't fucking know what especially like the new oh my god the bitcoin news websites popped up all over the place like what a bunch of idiots i'm sorry but these guys i'm not actually sorry i, don't know why I said that I'm fucking canadian anyway I mean, the articles are just trash. They're just producing trash. You know, they're just cash systems. But this Citadel 21 thing I'm excited about. It looks very intensive. It looks like there's a lot of text and a lot of people really cared about what they were doing. So it'd be nice to get some perspectives on Bitcoin that aren't clickbait. 
yeah, it's not the mainstream media. It's like yeah. the whole thing is just pushing into the main crypto news network. Like, uh, it's like disgusting. It's like you can buy adverts on these websites, even with this, uh, what is btc.com or what was this one? This new website that came out and there was some controversy yeah. about uh, how they were funding the site and what they were paying for. And even though they maintain a separate site, separate site for Bitcoin on their main site, it's kind of not so great, I would say. Yeah. But then well, you have, this, this, yeah, we're oh, super vulnerable to this, man. Like Bitcoin yeah. is super vulnerable. To this. But the, there's just there's all sorts of shit that didn't exist for Bitcoin that now people who don't give a fuck about Bitcoin are trying to make for Bitcoin. You know, and yeah. and we just got to make our own stuff. So when I see the the Citadel Twenty One, I I get get really excited because you know some guy he runs like 50 gawker style websites and then hears about bitcoin and he's like oh there's no gawker bitcoin website so he just fucking makes a gawker bitcoin <laughs> website and then all of a sudden we got all this fucking bullshit and drama in the heart of bitcoin does gawker bitcoin exist oh my god i hope not should I launch Gawker Bitcoin? Just like <laughs> Space Bull had a horrendous interview today. He absolutely blew it. Totally terrible. <laughs> and that meanwhile, the interview is actually the best thing that anyone living has ever heard. Gawker Bitcoin. Or like Bitcoin.gawker. Man, Francis and I, a, a while back, we were looking at some great domains. Because <laughs> nowadays you can get like dot whatever. So there's this great one that we wanted to get, which was... Uh, <laughs> expert dot expert <laughs> so then we could fucking send all sorts of emails all around from our various <laughs> colleagues and uh you know coronavirus is a hoax <laughs> sincerely madex at expert dot expert and you know <laughs> if you're if you're at expert dot expert i mean you gotta fucking listen to this <laughs> this guy is a double expert in <laughs> the fucking email okay i haven't even read the email he's <laughs> but it was very expensive and you know pretty expensive troll <laughs> but we might do it someday on a profit expert expert you buy it and sit on it for like five years and then francis and i will buy it back from you <laughs> what do you think will we ever see a a mvdex x cypherpunk now collab for citadel 21 yeah i would love that i mean i i met him at riga um and i missed i was i was gonna go see his studio with bitcoin brains but i missed it um unfortunately i couldn't get a flight out to prague the same day so i had to come the next day and um we had some other plans so we were pretty tight well we were there so i missed checking in on his studio and stuff but yeah i love his stuff uh what i i i, I should have mentioned him when i was mentioning the the artists and you know my bad but anyway he's great too and what i love is that he he just straight up is drawing everything so it's like it's just got such a unique and fun flair to me when I, when I, I love, yeah, I'm a big fan of that guy. So yeah, if there was some way we could collaborate on something, I'm down. I'm down to collaborate with anybody uh, as long as they, you know, they come correct and their stuff is good. Cool. I'm totally looking forward for that. Yeah. What was that? I uh, just, <laughs> so just saying that you cut off right when you were talking about sponsors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <bad timing>. <laughs> I just saying that that, that that you know the City of Twenty One is actually sponsors of this show. Oh, perfect! Yeah, well, I'd love to be a part of it. Um, yeah. I've got a whole bunch of writing that I that I do that I'm much better at writing than talking on a podcast, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe this is a thing I could get used to this probably. I don't know. But uh, 
yeah, I'd love to get some art and get some, uh, you know, some text into Citadel 21 and contribute. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's just such yeah. a great, a great, yeah, just for me to get something I care about out and know that everyone also cares about it. And it, I'm, man, I think Citadel 21 is one of the best things that's, that's happened in, uh, you know, in the whole media world of, of Bitcoin. And um, hopefully, you know, they never fuck that up because that's yeah. a classic thing that every Bitcoin company does eventually. But I don't think they will. It's a bit off topic here. How, what, how did my package get from Rigo to Prague? Oh, I, I, uh, I sent it with Cypherpunk now. Yeah. Yeah, I sent it, I sent it with him. So, and then what was great, because I think bought he had bought the shirts and then but the raw the shirts came a, the sizing was a little bit off so we i had a different sizing and then uh, yeah we we packed you up a bag and then i believe he did you was there there was another conference in prague right afterwards yeah it was the peckers congress that i went to at Parani police yeah yeah i w- i wish we had time to stay around and check that out i mean that would i would been definitely cool. consider i would definitely consider living in prague i mean it is it's pretty awesome even more guns yeah i went to prague when i was very young and oh yeah i have a lot of very good memories from that's it. cool so yeah I, yeah anyway yeah even just a trip like, maybe we should get the gang a bunch of these Canadian yeah. bitcoiners over and just rip over to prague once the hoax is finished definitely gonna meet you guys out. there uh we'll be hold yeah. i mean i hold every year the the bitcoin maximus dinner and We've been just looking around. Yeah. But even though right now I couldn't go over because I would have had to spend at least two weeks in quarantine if I went back. So that was a no-go. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. How, I wonder what they're, how, how they're... I'll say it again. Would it be possible to change to push to talk because you keep cutting out? Because... Uh, sure. How do I do that? Go to user settings. Yeah, I got it working. Okay, perfect. perfect. Okay, now you're not going to be cutting up anymore. Thank God. That's All fucking right. great news. <laughs> so yeah, we were talking about uh, Prague before we had to fix your keybind. Oh yeah, nothing sensible. Just I would, I would uh, consider living there. It seems like a wonderful place to be, and yeah. I love that there's a lot of cypherpunk Bitcoiners there. Really cool. So, and there is another question I've been wanting to ask. What do you think about the Bitcoin plebs? The plebs are the foundation of all of this stuff. I mean, everyone was a Bitcoin pleb. That's how we all started. So yeah, I think they're great. And uh, you know, the memes are fire and uh, you guys are fun. And yeah, I don't know. I think a, an essential pillar to the Bitcoin community. <laughs> yeah. What I love most about the plebs is that they're the, the, the fastest draw on the pistols. If there's any w- f- fishy business. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Yeah, exactly. The plebs are right there, and uh, shoot you know, first, no, ask no, questions later. The plebs afraid to shoot. <laughs> yeah, this is the only thing we shoot. Shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you know that, that, that it's good that we have that. I just consider it another uh, layer of um, defense for Bitcoin, and uh, the plebs are extremely important to that. And I hope the plebs expand, and we have more plebs. Um, and also, I hope all the plebs realize that their future, they're not going to be able to call themselves plebs pretty soon, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, that's true. I mean, as far as new people going to be coming, the group going to keep expanding. And then it's just going to start fragmenting, probably naturally. I hope so. As far as all goes. 
Oh yeah, I was gonna say uh, the plebs better enjoy being plebs because he won't be fucking plebs for long. I, I don't know if you got. Well, obviously you keep the same name, but you know when we're when you need to when rebrand. It's fucking five hundred k. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're not really a pleb, man. Then yeah, it's, it's quite weird. Like you're not really a pleb when a Bitcoin like five hundred k or one million or two million ten. What what are we gonna be by then? Do we gonna have our identity changed or? Yeah, I mean people are gonna be taking us more seriously probably after that. Yeah, I, well, and I hope that the attitudes don't don't change at all. <laughs> Probably won't. Be really hard to change, to be honest. Yeah, I think that I think that an individual can know they're at a stable point in their life when being RAF wouldn't change them at all. Cool. Uh let's look at a few jokes here from our pleb chat, and then we're gonna move on. Here is one question from Lord Hoddle. How much for his pros he keeps posting? <laughs> How much for his what? How much for his pros he keeps posting? <laughs> I, I think it either the pictures with the girls or something. I, I don't know what he's trying to point at. Hold on, my, where is this in plebs? Yeah, in plebs. He was asking, or just you know, just a joke or something. Just now? Nah, it was when? a few hours ago. Oh, they're probably pissed about that chick I posted last night. I don't know what the. All right, Lord Hoddle. The I'm assuming you're saying props, and they're 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 extremely expensive. Um, we could work out a deal if you want to fly out here and Bitcoin only. How about Coin I do not use a calendar. I use my mind, which is an app. <laughs> you may not realize this, but your mind's a damn app. How do you update it? What you do is you take the new entry, and then you process it with your mind, the app. <laughs> all right Is those are great questions <laughs> I, i'm glad there's only two that that shows how that that's like that's where i'm at in life right now <laughs> any questions for madex <laughs> it's like 900 people in the chat there's two questions like nobody gives a fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. all right let, let's move on to some more serious topic i know i know you're really um you're really into guns, so I was I was really curious about your take about um, the recent assault rifle ban in Canada. What, what do you have to say about it? It's completely fucking disgusting. It's totally fucked. Not okay. Any any interference with firearms from the government under any circumstances is is not okay. There's nothing really we can do about it in Canada other than just not comply. Um, or go, you know, yeah, I don't know. Let me think about this for a sec. Well, I just real, I, I was just about to say a bunch of stuff, but then I realized I, I don't want that to be, I don't want to hear that yeah, in court I guess. one day. So, <laughs> so that yeah. first part I said was good, and then just ignore the don't yeah, 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 upset reasons for a legal disclaimer. Yeah, I suddenly just saw my future. I'm like sitting in a fucking courtroom, like listening to this fucking stupid podcast. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, and that the one time you said that shit. <laughs> oh my God. After that, I learned I got better. I got smarter with my words. I could actually speak with an audience and a future in mind. At that time, I was just high rolling and wheeling and dealing every word that came to mind. Oh People are going to listen to this shit and be like, is this guy okay? Like, holy fuck. And then, no wonder his art's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
You're like, how did you get into Bitcoin? Fucking 45 minutes later, I still haven't answered the question, but I told you my life story. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I usually would pop a beer or something during this podcast, but I guess it's a bit better this way. Oh, man, I've been drinking since 10. Oh, cool. Uh, well, have you seen... Okay, I think we're going to soon wrap up this podcast. We're reaching the one hour limit, and I really don't like going past it. Um. I think you've seen the World Economic Forum's uh, tweet recently, have you, about this certain message that you will own nothing and you will be happy. What do you think about this? Uh, completely 1984, Orwellian, dystopian, totally fucked up. Uh, disturbing, deeply disturbing, and um, it just so shows how far how far all this can go i mean everything that's happening right now especially with this fucking covid hoax has really shown us that um everything we talk about in bitcoin that's like a threat to sovereignty is real and it's happening um i think that these people are making their move now i think they see what's happening with um just the advances from technology that are making the sort of world domination slave planet stuff uh, much more difficult. And so they're making the move now. I think that uh, every Bitcoiner alive needs to arm up, stockpile, get some training, get everyone they know that they care about armed and uh, get ready. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if, um, the World Economic Forum or what other idiots that are part of these same kind of Ellsworth Tui organizations um, come out and start saying things like Bitcoin is illegal and if you get caught using it, then it's punishable by death or like some, you know, and it sounds extreme, but I think that's what we're heading for and it's terrifying. And that, that shit from you will own nothing and you will be happy like, oh my God, man, that this is some diabolical evil stuff. If, Anyone out there that cares, read The Fountainhead. Uh, if you don't want to read the whole Fountainhead, just skip to Edward uh, Ellsworth Tui's speech on how to destroy man and ruin, rule man's souls. Um, because that that's everything he says in that speech is the formula that uh, seems to be being followed internationally. And um, yeah, they want they just want everybody in chains. And uh, we got we got to do whatever it takes to stop that. So the two most important things to fight these evil fucking peckers is 3DA, which I know personally nothing about, but 3DA <coughs> and Bitcoin. So protect Bitcoin, protect 3D printers, protect engineers, protect builders, creators, protect the men with pickup trucks and, uh, you know, do your part. And I mean, like some people are so far gone, they've been brainwashed. Like I was talking about this with Francis, like, how do you, how do you tell somebody that everything they know was cooked up in a Marxist lab and you are supposed to know it for like everything, you know, is bullshit to the benefit of Marxists. How do you tell somebody that? 
So, you know, it's got to be, that's why, that's where I'm going with this whole shrouded in code kind of thing where these idiots, like I've got some very smart, very good friends that are full blown Keynesians that believe that shit because they went through fucking four years and then another two year for their master's degree of uh, Keynesian economics. So they think they're fucking smart as fuck and they're part of the other financial idiots who have no real skills, but are somehow running the world. And, you know, I try and talk with them and help them out about this. But literally everything, everything they know is is a lie. And that's pretty tough to, to fight. I mean, the Marxists, like, they are not stupid people. The, the puppet masters, they, they fucking know exactly where to go. They went to the schools. They got us while we were young. They taught us all this fucking bullshit. And then you grow up and, like, you can't fracture somebody's world, split wide open. I mean, you can, and good for those who get red-pilled. But it's – we got a big – battle ahead of us so just chip away and that and then again here i'm looping around all over the place but uh i think people are more curious about bitcoin if they don't know it's bitcoin so i had a friend i converted into a full-blown bitcoiner the other day and um he didn't really know i was involved he knew i like was involved in tech and stuff and i think he may have known about i don't know it doesn't matter but anyway i started just i didn't tell him what i was doing but i just started showing him like wasabi and the cold card and you know open dime and uh, green wallet and and i just started doing stuff and i wasn't telling I, I didn't it was like i think like 45 minutes of me talking explaining what i'm doing before i mentioned it was bitcoin even by accident and like he thought i was talking about the cyber super money of the future and that i was oh my god this is incredible i can't believe this exists this infrastructure is crazy and just completely blown away and then i i let the word bitcoin slip and then he's like wait a minute this is bitcoin and, and then like, the world yeah, fall apart did you not see what i just fucking showed you like all that crazy shit no luckily i'd like been talking long enough to i broke through to him but um but that was a total example of like if i was like hey friend i want to show you about i want to show you how bitcoin works and they're not gonna up. be open yeah, yeah he would have said fuck you i don't want like what yeah. you're you and your pyramid bros yeah, and your pyramid bad. pyramiding you jerking off on each other's pyramids i'm like well it's more to, more to it than that but uh you know so i had to go around the other way which is basically i started just showing him um i uh i started just with addresses i just have this big folder of addresses for a specific reason and uh i just started going through and then i just picked one and then i'm like hey you take these numbers you put it and you know i i actually i should do it again on video kind of a creative way cool. to explain bitcoin without ever mentioning bitcoin but uh anyway i also been thinking um, about you know red pilling i mean orange pilling uh environmentalist into bitcoin because you know, there's like a certain way how how time preference basically created by by central banks creates uh, environmental change. Because you know, like all the waste that kind of it creates, and you know the overconsumption and the credit bubbles kind of contribute to it. And it will be like a pretty interesting way for them to you know push towards it and will kind of change their thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I mean, you got to be careful when you're talking to somebody that, is, yeah. as you say, an environmentalist. Because you know, there's I. This whole fucking thing about climate change and global warming and whatever the fuck, all this bullshit. There's two arguments, okay? Argument one, do you believe that we should be careful with our pollution and manage it better and just look after the environment? And it's 
you know, the obvious answer is, is yes. So it's like, yes, we agree. Then the second category of all this shit, which these fucking evil bastards have just shrouded, like they fucked up so much stuff. Like environmentalism is a full blown industry working day and night to clean up the world and, and do make things better and, and, you know, not destroy our environment. But they've they've been existing. They've existed and worked long before this fucking siren alarm of clown show hysteria that is just being loudspeakered across everywhere. That if you use a pro- plastic straw, you are the worst thing to ever happen to humanity. Okay, the, like fucking these people, man. Anyway, it's two very different things. Do you think pollution should be managed? And are you a fucking nut job hysteric that wants everybody to live in terror and obey the government at all costs? So you just have to be careful who you're talking to when you get into these Bitcoin chats, because if the person cares about pollution and actually knows what the fuck they're talking about, I think that the Bitcoin pitch for them is excellent. If they're just a fucking hysteric, they're not going to listen to it. Yeah, I mean, you can filter those out very easily that way. At least you can see who's the crazy. Thank God. This is I love this mask shit, right? Because I walk around and I see like free men. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> Thank God. You know, I've actually met more people from this fucking shit than uh, regular because I see people without masks. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? This is bullshit. And, you know, we just chat for about 15 minutes about how the government is trying to lock us in our homes and rape and pillage everything we've created and destroy everything that they did not build. And, you know, so I made some friends. All right. I think we slowly reaching the end of the podcast. Any last words <laughs> before I end it? Not really. I hope that anyone who took the time to listen to this got something out of it. Um, I definitely want to do this more in the future and get better at uh, grouping my thoughts live. And um, yeah, anyone who is interested in my artwork uh, can check it out at BitcoinOutlet.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at SpaceBowl. And uh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thank you a lot for coming on my podcast. It was really a great pleasure to have you here. And I really hope you're going to come again. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, thank, thank you very much for having me. And uh, you're a great man. Best of luck to you. And um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm proud to feel like, uh, you know, friends, even though we're, we've never met and we're across the universe from each other. So. <laughs> This we will one day. And I'll definitely be coming back. So that's it for today. I really hope you guys learned something. Even today, as we're waiting for the results of the US election, which might take weeks or months to be declared, we can see that the world around us is slowly crumbling and Bitcoin's role is becoming more amplified by each day. I wish you guys good luck and hang on till the next episode, which is coming soon. See you guys until next time. And as you guys know, the forever end sponsor of this podcast is bitpiggies.com, where you can get cute piggies to teach your children of savings.